Most of Vandar's residents hoped for a normal harvest festival, but some were looking for a little more adventure. I've been going to these things since I was young and they've gotten a little boring. My dad sees it as an opportunity to sell goods, so I help, but it's not as fun as it used to be. Daniel Toller, son of Greg Toller, has come of age this year and is considering his future. Dad is a great role model, but I see myself fighting the wars of Nermithos instead of being an average hunter. Maybe that's what Dad thought too when he was young. Nermithos is a land of many conflicts, but that doesn't seem to put Daniel up. I can fight with a bow with the best of them. I'm not worried about myself in a fight, but I want to stick around long enough to make sure my sister Sarah is prepared for the world. That's been Dad and my projects for the last few years. A fighter he may be, but as the Iron Fang invaded Vandar, Daniel was instructed to run to safety with his family. Hours passed and Greg still can't seem to find him. Sometimes the fighter arrives before you're ready in this Galarian life. For me, one of the most important things about Pathfinder and other RPGs is the ability to tell a unique story that can be changed on the fly. It challenges the creativity and improv skills of the player and the GM. It's fun to make an overpowered character, but the more I've played, the more I've learned to love a good old-fashioned roleplay. I hope that what we do with the show can demonstrate the fun of both styles of gameplay and express that a healthy mix is best. With that being said, if you've listened this far, maybe you're planning on listening to us a little more. All of us at This Galarian Life would love your help with spreading the show to others who might like it. Tell a friend, or more importantly, rate and review us on iTunes or other podcasting apps of your choice. That's the best way to help us grow. As always, thank you all for giving us a chance, and enjoy today's episode, Crossing Over. So, there's a dead priest in front of y'all. His name is Father Nolian. Fucking Killjoy. I loot the corpse. Perhaps like something the... useful will come of this priest after all. Around his neck, there is a holy symbol depicting the god Erastil, which, as we determined last episode, is actor LeVar Burton. The holy symbol is a visor with the little reed and rainbow rainbows inside of it. In his robes, he's got a journal, that seems to be a personal journal, and then a envelope that is unsealed, but there's paper in it. I open the envelope and look at the letter inside. It's pretty simple. It says, 2M, comma, we think we found the woodsman. How ominous. Well, after that thrilling revelation. Yes, what's in this shed over here? And I go outside to the shed. Outside of the temple, along the road you guys came in on, there is a smallish shed that's broken off from the church. Um, it's pretty plain. It's pretty plain, just made out of wood. There's a ceiling on it, a window and whatnot. And as you kind of approach, a woman steps out. Oh, thank you. Have you all, have you cleared the temple? We have. Oh, thank goodness. Those hobgoblins came and disrupted the service. Oh, I thought me and Father Nolimon would surely die. Yeah, they met the end of my crossbow. Well, last you were half right. We have some uh, bad news. Uh, the news can wait. I need you to rush to 
the bar and then head to the bridge. Why do you want me to head to the bridge? There are hobgoblins and we are escaping town through the bridge. That is where the rest of the people are. Well, I guess if you think that's wise. You guys can make knowledge local checks to determine who this is. I got a 21. Her name is Rhea. She's essentially Father Nolian's like second in command of the church, the caretaker of the caretaker, if you will. She's more trained in the D&D arts than a normal commoner, but she's still not going to be like amazing at fighting. Perhaps she could be of some service. If you want me to go to the bridge, I will. Uh, there are two men out back who were hiding with me, but then they heard a ruckus in the church. I'll go gather them up and then I guess... We'll head to the forest. Okay, go quickly, madam. Of course, sir. Thank you for your help. I look forward to hearing that news. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think her friends became wolf chow. Within the shed, you find water, some various, like, liquors, and a whole bunch of food. Inside the shed, there are eight total provision points worth of supplies. And you can add to your list of refugees, Rena, one first-level warrior, and three first-level commoners who all scurry to the bridge. I have a mental image of them carrying these kegs of booze on their heads. You've completed the temple portion of the adventure path. Congratulations, everybody. You're now level six. Yay! I have my character Uh, ready for level six, so let's go. What are you doing next? Perhaps we should get a quick uh, health point check among the party. It's not on the recording. I'm full. Um, I think I'm full as well. Pretty sure I'm good. Yeah, I, uh, I might have borrowed a wand, and yeah, I'm full now. Third call, Gorgugu was shot in the heart. And then, uh, uh, Gorgu- shot again, and I think I'm sitting at I think I'm sitting pretty at three HP currently. Yeah, you are at three. So Aubrin has one cure light wounds left and one potion of cure light wounds. So let's see. Gorgug, you heal eight, and Sam, you heal seven. William, how much strength did your character have? I have 14 strength. Okay, you should pick up the composite bow with the plus two strength modifier thing. Don't mind if I do. That'll add your damage to plus two. So we're heading off to what's this next shop called, boys? There are two places left you haven't visited. The closest would be Ulred's Fine Shop. And then next and closest to the bridge is Kining Smithy. Pretty sure we, we already decided the path to go to this next one. I could be wrong, though. Is everybody... Uh, I believe we're just going to go in a circle, so yeah. It okay, is. cool. So we're heading to Old Red's Fine Shop. As we travel, could I uh, make a check to spot my wife and child, children? I have two of them. Go ahead and everybody make a perception check. Uh, yeah. I rolled a nat 20 for a 27. You did that the last time you were looking for your kids. I worked my life! <laughs> it's going to be the same result. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Wife, kids, where are you? Gorgug manages a 19, because he can only roll high when it's not important. Uh, Cyrix rolled a 19. I rolled a 12. Well, everybody outside of Truxton, as you're walking, there are two, like, houses that people live in um, that are, like, separated by a little bit of space. Uh, in between them, you see unconscious body that's a little bit too large to be human, half-elf, gnome, dwarf, or anybody else who lives in this town. It's on the ground. Oh my god, it's your wife. Uh, I go up to the body and kind of poke it with my pole. It's on the ground, but it's still moving. And 
it is. It's a hobgoblin. Uh, I kind of go up to it then, if everybody else is cool with that. Oh, I got his back. I use the back of my glaive and I push his back to force him back onto the ground to where he can't crawl forward. He's already on the ground. Yes, but he's crawling and I want him to be unable to crawl. He's passed out. Oh. But he's like breathing. So passed out, but not dead. I tap him on the side of the shoulder with my glaive. He kind of just looks at you. Speak quick. Does anybody speak goblinoid? I look to the ranger. Yeah, I speak goblinoid. What is he saying, you goblin hater? Um, Greg, what you made out of that is him repeating the phrase, hobgoblin, 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 hobgoblin. It's just saying hobgoblin. I also say, speak goblin. What can I make out? You heard him saying, hobgoblin, hobgoblin, hob, hob, hobgoblin. This level of self-awareness is unlike a hobgoblin. <laughs> we should do away with it now before it gets worse. Okay, before that, can Shall I make a linguistics of... check? Do any of you have uh, to take a, magic? Make a sense motive check. Boy, how did I get that? I rolled an 18. You get a plus two from being a goblin. I do. I got a 20. What are we rolling? Go Ranger's power. That's Ranger power. Gorgoogle only gets a four. He's uh. Well, you, you can't understand him anyway. I know body language. I'm a bard. What does a 20 get him? Greg, you seem to realize that this is not normal for a hobgoblin to just say hobgoblin, and he's seemingly faking not understanding common or not being able to speak common. Wait uh, a minute. It's a nat 20 for me. Do I do I get anything else get on top exact, of that? No, you get the same thing. All right. Something's funny. I look and I and I start to pull out one of his ears. Oh, my mom used to do that. Please stop. I was seeing if it was a disguise. Oh, no, it's, he's a hobgoblin. Let's see if your mommy did this boy. And I pull out my sword. Oh, wait, wait. Hold, hold your blade. He might be of some use. Oh, he'll be holding it. Don't worry, my boy. All right. Do that to my look. dad occasionally. Wink. Look. Can I just kill it now? No. <laughs> I want to stop my friends from killing you, but you'll have to give me a reason. Well, I don't see much reason to jeopardize ah. the mission. Which uh, mission? The Hobgoblin mission. Hey, quick question. Have you seen Greggy's dead wife? Well, if she's dead, I've probably seen her. Okay. Right, I'm gonna stab it now. No, 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 no. She's about four foot one, about 625 pounds. Look, look, look. Ranger, look. We are not going to torture this goblin. I'm, I'm not. I'm gonna kill him. Hey, he's already seen Greg's wife. He's been through enough. I'm gonna kill that one too. Please do. Uh, I go ahead and slit his throat then. No, you, that's not how you interrogate a hobgoblin, my boy. You know, out of character here, you guys really, we should, you should question them. That's what I'm trying to do. Can I try the diplomacy first? Good cop, bad cop, Gavin. Try the diplomacy first. What do you say? I say, you know it's better. Uh, I go, I, I go to the goblin and I say, look, I don't want to kill you. I do not like killing. But if I, you do not help me, I will let them kill you. I do not want that. I want to leave, and I want you to be alive. Truxton, what do you say? Well, I rolled a 10, so nothing what too scary. Say? And I no say, ways. listen to your tough stuff. Come on, I'm gonna, I'm gonna 
make you hurt so bad, it's gonna be like you got a hangnail or something. So what we're gonna do is one of you is going to be the aider, and one of you is going to actually attempt the check. Uh, I recommend I attempt the check because I have the higher bonus. Deems, what did you roll? I rolled a ten. That gives you, Gavin, a plus two to your diplomacy check. All right, so that turns my eleven into a thirteen. Unless this counts as gathering information, then in which case it'd be a fifteen. No. I didn't think so. And he's also very uncooperative, so you're taking a minus four on top of that. So a nine. It doesn't seem like you're going to get much. All right, this is up to you, Greg, and you, Gorgug. Do I get bonuses to intimidate checks against things? You do not. No. Diplomacy, on the other hand, you do. How about you go ahead and assist me, Greg, and I've got a little scheme concocted up. I push forward, push everyone out of the way, and kneel by the hobgoblin, and I look at it. Look, they're all lying to you. They all want to kill me. I'll make sure- I kind of gathered by them talking about wanting to kill me. The French boy was lying too. We'll let you go. We'll let all of this go away. You tell me what's going on right now. Just let me know. And behind her is Gorgug, like, holding up the... <laughs> being very scary. <laughs> Just hitting a baseball bat against his hand. Don't... Sharpening his knife. Don't, so, don't look don't look at the orc. It's fine. Just 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 tell me what's going on. So I don't know whether I should make you make a bluff check or a diplomacy check, because they definitely want to kill him. Well like I got high stats in both, so Go ahead and make a bluff check. Uh, do it at a minus four though. Does she get the eight other thing from Gorgu being intimidating? Gorgu, would you like to aid? Aid me. Oh, I'm gonna look at him with the eyes that say, buddy, you better listen to this lady, because she might let you go, but Lord help you Lord help you, I will not. Roll an intimidate check. Wow. Uh, again, uh, was not an important roll apparently, so I only got a total of 15. Uh, that's enough to aid. With the aid bonus and then the minus four penalty, you're gonna t- make your roll Cyrix and a minus two. <laughs> uh, I got an 11 with the minus. Shit. Oh, you might as well just kill me right now. I just slid his throat. Right, no, I wanna try. All right. I unzip his pants. No. Oh, God. No. I look over at Mr. Teller. Do you wanna do you wanna lead the way on this one or uh you wanna help me out? You're gonna do this one at a minus five because of the constant failure of of people who are entirely charisma based, mind you. Okay, so Gorgug back me up here. I'm gonna intimid- intimidate check and I'm gonna roll the check and then based off of that I'm going to see what happens. I like it. Gorgu? He's still hitting his, himself with a baseball bat. Let me get a new one, please. Greg, I gotta ask you, you gonna go for a uh, emotional thing or a physical harm kind of deal? A physical harm kind of thing. So All right, so my, uh, my assist another, if you would allow me to be so bold, will be slightly more dramatic than what we've seen before. So with my sword, I will walk over to him and plunge it into his elbow. We'll say his left side elbow. And oh, my trick elbow. <laughs> Goddamn. <laughs> and I'll, as I plunge it into his arm, I will say to him, listen here, boy. I know how it is. You want to die the hero, but I assure you this. You tell my friend exactly what he wants to know, or the last thing your comrades will find of you is a mangled, broken body on this field, unable to fight, pleading for life. You will have no honorable death. You will have no honorable afterlife. Listen well and speak better. And that's going to be a 22 overall. Yeah, you aid. You guys are really wasting your good rolls on the aids. Yeah, I probably should have lived with that one. <laughs> what does an 18 well, uh, get us? Yeah. What do you say? I mean, what, what's my bonus? Because otherwise I, I ain't got much here with the mi- ni- minus five. It's just going to be the same as them. And it's more like I'm just going to be sputtering angrily at him and probably saying a few angry uh, 
goblin slurs. So you got an 18 total? Yeah. Well, I got an 18, and then I got a minus 5, you said, from the constant failures. So that would make it like a 13, which I'm pretty sure like the best we've rolled so far is like a 13. It was a 9. <clears throat> what, plus Gorgug's 10, the, or plus Gorgug's 2 from an 8 is 15. <sighs> I'm not going to be super cooperative, but if it gets me out of here, I'll answer a question. What question are we going to ask him? Why is he? Why are they doing this? Yeah. Okay. Gorgug has uh, stabbed him uh, through the arm, and did you just pin him to the ground? Sure, it's a nice soft soil from the blood and whatnot of your uh, townsfolk. Nice. Uh, yeah, I'll just take my dagger, and I'm just going to kind of squat over the uh, the arm that isn't stabbed, and I'm just going to like set my dagger right over the joint of the elbow, and I'm just gonna be like, why are you all here? Well, you seem to have wasted your question because I have no idea. I'm just following orders. All right, so all be it. I know, all I know is that this attack force, us iron things, were sent here to capture Fandar and take slave stock. And Gorgu will look at him and who leads this attack as I twist the sword in his elbow and start to dislocate the elbow. Oh, well, I guess since your first question was so bad, I can let you know. It's a gentleman bugbear by the name of Scarvinius. But of course, most of the soldiers in the Legion answered to his children. This assault, it's all scabbies. What does that tell us? I look over at Greg. Is that enough for you, boy? I think we can work with it. Well, Easier. I guess I'll just be on my way then. Well, that's the thing. And I pull with my other arm, my other long sword out of my back, because I have three across it, by the way. And I'll just go ahead and casually plunge it into his neck and we'll get on our merry way. Let's roll for that coup de gras, huh? <laughs> now that you guys are done interrogating this poor, poor decrepit hobgoblin, uh, what do you want to do next? As enjoyable as that extracurricular was, I would recommend we continue on. Right, still looking for family. You, little one. Uh, who are you talking to? The only little one. Surely not. Oh, rude. Okay. Take that goblin. Get him to the bridge. See if the way is... Why, why, uh, why, why would I do that? Because you haven't done... Why am I going off? Yeah, well, that's intentional. Why am I going off alone when there's all these goblins around? How, how, uh... Well, then you're more than welcome to join us in going next to their main camp. That's our next stop. I feel like you could be lying to me, though. I, uh, maybe no, your next I stop is, is the local tavern. If only, my friend, if only. Yeah, all right, I'll do it. Hey, kid. Good luck. I toss my copper piece. <laughs> that's the... <clears throat> that's the... Pathfinder equivalent of the Mean Joe Green commercial. Literally the joke, Derek. Literally the fucking joke, Derek. Jesus Christ, Derek. <laughs> I, I, throw, I throw my chainmail at him and it crushes him because I'm six foot eight and he's two foot seven. So, uh, Truxton makes his way, I guess, towards the bridge. Uh, the rest of you go to Ulred's Fine Shop. Uh, you get there and which you took to be a good sign. So you get to Old Red's. Um, it's just a tiny little alchemist shop. Come now to the magic shop. Let us see what sunburns <clears throat> and tulturies we can relieve the owner of. You open the door and there stands Old Red with a javelin sticking out of his stomach. He's 
crouched over on the floor, but still alive. And facing the door on the west side of the room is another hobgoblin. Can I charge? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, at the first side of the hobgoblin, I just charge at him. While he's doing that, everybody else roll initiative. I roll a 19. That hits. I strike him for 19 damage. Good heavens. Save some for the rest of us, won't you? Yeah, he takes a glaive to the back. It kind of runs down his spine, and he crumples on the floor. Greg just kind of steps up behind uh, Jacques and the decapitated hobgoblin body, and I kind of uh, pat him on the shoulder. You killed Gobs well. Gorgug looks at Old Red. Is he dead? Is he clearly dead? He's not dead. Just unconscious. No, Shame about Old Red. If only he could take care of himself as well as he took care of his shop. That out for all my heel. Oh, baby! He's looking good. Natural 20. That's a total of 24. Old Red stabilizes, but he's still still under. But he's not bleeding out anymore. Hey, ma'am, could you heal this person up a little bit? I've got one more potion of cure light wounds. Let's see if I can cure old Old Red. And it is six hit points. He comes back. And as he's kind of gathering his bearings, you examine the body and find a couple things. Two potions of cure light wounds, one potion of invisibility, three alchemist fires, an antitoxin, a healer's kit, two smokesticks, two tanglefoot bags, two thunderstones, three provision points, 16 gold pieces. You also find on him, although none of you know how you would ever use them, an object that looks like some sort of explosive bomb, some uh, potions that seem by his design that you wouldn't be able to use. All right, so we healed this dude. Hey, dude, how you doing? Oh, thank you for healing me. Oh, that thing got me bad. He was looking for the the people I have in the back room, but he was in for a nasty shock if he tried to open that door. I've got a, a burglar alarm set on it. Try to avoid that. It makes sense. We don't want to get hurt, huh? Old man, I saved your life. How about you open the door for us? He stands up, walks over the door, finagles with it for a little bit, and is able to... He's able to disarm his own trap. Ah, thank you, sir. Uh, give me perception checks for this room before you move on. Corkug walks away with the 23. The 23 is good. You, in this room, find a bunch of bottles of liquids sitting around, and Ored says, Go ahead and take them. They're no use for me anymore, I suppose. Uh, there are three vials of anti-plague, five bottles of blood block, a bottle of fire ward gel, and two flasks of defoliant. And then a well-used marble mortal, a mortar and pestle worth 50 gold pieces. Looks like you've been busy, old man. I'm just doing my job. Gorgu examines the potion of the foliage. What have you against, against horse kind? What? <laughs> what? Oh, because of falls. That's the type of baby horse. No, it, it gets rid of plants. Gorgu, Gorgu probably didn't no. actually say that, but it had to be done by somebody. No, it, it just gets rid of plants. I, I love horses. More ways than you might expect. Old Red, I, <laughs> I respect you. You, you can use them to make glue, is, is what I meant. Sure it is. <laughs> sure it is. We've all been been there before. I don't think that is true whatsoever. I've oftentimes been compared to a horse in the bedroom. Yeah, you'll have to show me that later. The trap is disabled, which means it's 
very easy to get into the next room. We go into the next room? Inside the next room, which is mainly has a stone wall on the back, uh, Ulred's bed, and a cabinet that is locked. And then on the floor is a trap door. Hey, friends, could you unlock this cabinet door? But those are my personal effects. I, I, I don't know why you would need them. Uh, well, you're about to leave to the bridge, so... Uh, I would recommend getting your stuff and going then. And if it wasn't for us, you would need no personal effects. Now uh, hold on, these are his things. The bridge? What do you plan to do with the bridge? Leave town. Your building almost went up in smoke, although it may be the only building which can't. I suppose that's one way to do it, but wouldn't the hobgoblins just follow you off the bridge? Yes, you're right. But, if there is no bridge, they cannot follow. Oh, no bridge. I've got a little something I've been wanting to test. He walks to the cabinet, unlocks it, and pulls a rather large vial of green liquid out. And he says, I call this All Red Stump Remover. All you do is you set it next to a big chunk of wood, add a little bit of fire, and it can blow it all up. And if you all notice coming in, that bridge is under construction, held up by quite a bit of wood planking. Does it work or not, old man? I mean, yes. He said test. Oh. He said testing. Okay, we'll get to the bridge and get it set up. So he seems he seems like he's excited to actually get the chance to use this. And you all can take whatever else you want from that cabinet. Oh, I thought it was personal effects, huh? Well, I mean, it is, but if we're going to get out of here, it might as well be useful, you know, to get out of here. Since while, you all have a, have a plan. While the rest of these uh, children pilfer through an old man's knickers, Gorgu's going to drink a potion, one of those potions of light wounds, since I'm currently at 3 HP. Uh, that is a good idea. That is a good idea. Uh, what's on the What's on the trap door? You open the trap door, and you find a couple things, mainly humans Ooh. and a dwarf. I close the trap door, and the trap door collapses and murders and kills all the refugees. Might as well test the potion now. <laughs> <laughs> so Jesus H spaghetti. In Old Red Shop, you find one first level adept, two first level commoners. Uh, and uh, in the cellar, seven provision points worth of food, water, and other various sundries. Well, lads, I believe it's time to head to the weapon shop and <laughs> make some fireworks. Yeah, I go up to the refugees and I say, okay, follow the, uh, whatever the guy's name of the shop is, and run, run around through the, uh, the temple and then head to the bridge. You arrive at the smithy. The site at the smithy is a little bit worse than it's been in the other places. And by that, I mean it's entirely burnt down. You see three hobgoblins that are dead and a small creature just wailing on him. Uh, Hello, friend. Knowledge planes. Oh, boy. I got nothing. That's a 747, boys. Look out. It's a demon. Anyth, buddy. We sent our skill monkey away. Why didn't we think this was a good idea? So, hello, friend. It looks like a creature made entirely out of rock. When you talk to him, when you say hello, friend, he looks at you, but he doesn't respond. 
as if he doesn't understand what you're saying. Uh, I kind of sheath my weapon a little bit, and I walk up to him. Anybody have no, take it nobody speaks Terran. Well, he's... Although he doesn't understand you, um, you putting away your sword seems to calm him down a little bit, as if he understands, like, body language. I, uh, look at the hobgoblins, and I, I kind of nod, and I then I look at the shop. What's the what's the damage like? This rock guy's cool, but we have a mission. It's on the ground. Cool, um, cool. The rock guy still has a guard up, so you're going to have to do something. Uh, I kind of... Ice him through the language of dance. I move forward with my hands outstretched and begin slowly approaching the creature. Uh, go ahead and make a diplomacy check. Could I aid her by... Nice. By using my body language to denote her as a friend. Yeah, go ahead. I rolled, I rolled a, a 14. I rolled a 19. Okay, so with you working together, that's just enough. He kind of nods at you and then very quickly burrows into the ground, and you can see the path of the burrow kind of move towards that giant black arch in the center of town. Interesting. Well, uh, I'm gonna I'm we're gonna leave him. Okay. I trust him. As you approach the smithy, you see. The owner of the smithy, Kining Blondebeard, is literally dead as fuck. Rest in peace, Blondebeard. She, she, she passed away from what seems like smoke inhalation, and for the first time, there's nobody gonna who's gonna watch you while you ransack this shop. Is there so, anything ransackable? There's some um, uh, masterwork items that survived the fire. An alchemical silver rapier? A masterwork light steel shield, a climber's kit, and eight water skins. And then I need one perception check. Alright, let's see what happens. I rolled me a 19 plus 7, that's a uh, 26. 26 is good enough. You find a hinged floorboard behind one of the counters. Well, now, what do we have here? As you open the floorboard, you find a buckler, a plus one buckler. I actually kind of like these bucklers. We can divvy this stuff out later. We got to go to the bridge. Eight provision points, a first level warrior, and a first level commoner join you. Where the hell is that warrior at? Did we find him under the rubble? Yeah, he was hiding in the back. Kind of scared of the, the rock guy you guys couldn't identify. So we kind of have a something of a small army at our backs now, except for the ones we've sent off, right? Almost yeah. like we can free the prisoners held the arch. Not that many. No, These hot goblins are no joke. You probably have around 50 people left, many of them still very, very injured. And from what you could tell at the beginning of the day, the number of hobgoblins was probably in the high 400s. It's done a good job avoiding them. We should move on, Gorgug. I want to free them as much as you do. Let's blow up some hobgoblins. Stay on mission. People to save still. So, as you approach the bridge, you notice the bridge is large and stone and just like Olred said is supported mainly by wooden structures on the side is a large construction shed with a crane sitting right next to it on your side of the river along with several stunted oak and elm trees on it S set this up our friends can help you here and i gesture to gorgug he read your instructions very well I, I will aid. My mind's still a bit fuzzy, but I will work with the man. Sure thing. Uh, 
Gorgug and Ored move to the side of the bridge. Does any, do you have knowledge engineering? I hate to say it, but what the hell do you think? No. <laughs> I have knowledge soldier, knowledge nature. Ored finds the weakest point in the bridge's wooden construction and helps you start setting the traps. Now, boys, I want to make this one good. If anybody's brave enough or <laughs> stupid enough, perhaps, it'd be nice to see some hobgoblins burn while we're setting a flame. Perhaps you should bring some to us once preparations are complete. I, uh, I do not condone cruelty. It's it not is... cruel. We're sending them back to where they belong. Which is why I agree with your plan. <laughs> ah, the French boy understands good. As much as I love blowing up hobgoblins, it might also be a bad idea to let them know that uh, I feel like we should just blow the bridge and run. We shouldn't attract attention, then blow up the bridge. Prudence is a virtue, but I almost feel blowing up a bridge gets rid of all disguises. Anybody who wants to can aid on setting up the stump remover. It's going to take three rounds to set up. It'll require a successful craft alchemy, disable device, or engineering check. Ulred will try to aid, and he does. So you'll get a plus two, plus your plus five. Anybody else can use any of those other skills to try to aid. I wish you luck, Gorgug. The uh, gentleman that sold you his house walks what? over and says, I think I can help as well. Do you plan on dropping the price after the invasion? He tries a disabled device check, and he aids as well, so you'll have a plus nine to your roll. I cannot wait for Jeff to roll a one. Can maybe a background attempt to be, uh, we have uh, Greg shoot a flaming arrow at, at the uh, at the stump remover once it's laid and see what happens, if I fail? Yeah, if you and, fail, you're gonna have to try something else. And just to check, do we have any uh, scrolls of fireball as the ultimate backup plan? Just to confirm, uh, it's uh, plus, plus nine. nine. Plus nine. Ha! 17. Hot damn. Nailed it. Yep, so you begin working on the stump remover, and it seems to be going very, very well. In three rounds, you think it will be set up. Everybody make perception. I got me an 18. I got a 16. I got a natural 20, even though I have a minus one for a total of 19. Everybody who's not working on the bomb notices out of that shed walks two disoriented hobgoblins who seem like maybe they were taking a bit of a nap. They see a large crowd of people and they scream, Kagri! Kagri, they're trying to escape! And out of the woods and onto the bridge steps a larger hobgoblin than you've seen before holding a a light crossbow trained towards your guys' side of the bridge and behind him walks a very, very large wolf. Gorgug looks up from his busy work. Good luck, boys. So, the hobgoblin known as Kirgri says, Oh, you think you all can escape the Iron Fang Legion? I tell you one thing. There is no hope for you on this day, so I give you a choice. Join us as our servants, or suffer the consequences of your death. These I yell. are the only 
choices you will face on this day. I choose death, just not mine. Curse, sickum. And he points and the wolf starts advancing. Initiative. I rolled a 22. I rolled a 16. I rolled a 10. A beautiful seven. How many people are on the side of the bridge with us who are capable of fighting? Here's the rolls for the villagers. You can instruct them to aid you as a move action. On an aid, they automatically grant either a plus two to AC, an attack roll, or a skill check. Okay, so first in the order is Kergri. You're not gonna get this bridge down. And he will take a crossbow shot at Olred, one of the people who's working on that thing. And he <clears throat> he rolls a 19, hits Olred, and does seven damage. So Olred is staggered. And then it is Greg's turn. Um, what I need to move, she's uh, moved up to the bridge, correct? She's on the center of the bridge. Would I need to move uh, to get within 30 feet? Uh, if you take a five foot step, you're good. I uh, let my blow, my, my blow, my bow fly. It clinks off of his armor. Ah, uh, damn hobgoblins in their armor. Why can't they be like little goblins that just run around naked and screaming? I guess that's my turn then. Xerix's turn. Uh, how possible would it be for me to run and get the rock monster? Practically none, probably. Six turns. I mean, based on how that bow attack went. There are other enemies to fight. There are the two normal hobgoblins. And that dog will be upon us very shortly. Correct. So if if Jack feels confident in his ability to at least solo hold the big man, you could probably fight the dog. And I'll be in back giving you support. Okay. Um, I pull out my whip and I move to attack the smaller hobgoblin. The one that I am hitting, I am, I am glaring very angrily at him. Stare at him very painfully. Does a nine hit the small hobgoblin? It does not. Jacques' turn. Uh, cool. I'm gonna see here. Slice and dice. Slice and dice. Slice and dice. Uh, so how grouped up are they? The two hobgob, the two hobgoblin troops are standing right by each other, right next to the shed which is about 20 feet away from the bridge. Airgree okay. is on the center of the bridge, and the wolf is where Kergri was standing before his turn started at the back of the bridge. All right, I'm going to go ahead and uh, throw a smoke stick, I guess, at uh, in between the big dude with the bow and the people working on the bridge. I'm going to go ahead and, after that, toss... I'm going to move up uh, to right in front of Big Dude um, to where I am within range of him. So if he moves or reloads, then uh, I can I can hit him. Okay, I'm done. So the Hobgoblin that uh, Cyrix didn't try to hit takes his move action moving closer to her, um, which, if you want, it provokes an attack of opportunity since you have a scorpion. Does an 11 hit? It does not. So sorry. He steps forward into attack range and swings with a long sword and misses. And it's Grogu's turn. Grogu stands up, well, from a kneeling position, looking on the bridge. 
looks at the fight, thinks to himself he could continue to work on the bridge, but that might include burning his friends alive if need be. <laughs> Using the word friends very lightly. He will look across the battlefield. He will feel the fire in his blood. And he will begin his rallying cry, inspire courage. Oh, this is as it normally goes, guys. Plus one for your attack and damage, and a plus one versus any charm and fear effect. He's beating on his shield, and as he does so, he lifts the sword into the air and it illuminates with arcane energy. Let's get to it then. And he will spend the rest of his like a five-foot step towards the enemies. He won't be able to get there in time with everything he's done, but he's ready to go. Let's get it over with. The wolf charges at shock. Does he have a reach? No, he doesn't. Then I get an attack opportunity. Do I get the plus two to attack as well, or is that just on William? It's just on William. It's whoever spends the move action. I uh, roll a 22. That hits. And then uh, for damage, I roll a 13. Shaving off some of his chest hair and maybe a couple of his nipples. He growls very heavily at you. And then attempts a bite. And... Gosh darn it, that's a natural one. So he, um, as he's charging, steps on a wet spot of the bridge and kind of just wipes out in the side and misses completely. And as he slides out of the way, you take the opportunity to swipe at his underbelly with your glaive. Fairly substantial damage. And it is the hobgoblin who Cyrix is staring at's turn. He's going to step forward and attack with his longsword. And that's, I believe, a nine. Nope, that is an 11. That still doesn't hit. Kyrgyz's turn. He reloads his crossbow with rapid reload, steps forward, and then takes a shot with his crossbow. It's 11. Uh, that, it tings right off my armor. Dumb little hobgoblins. It looks like this is going to be a long fight. <laughs> Got some flim in there. What weapon does he have on the side? Does he need a cough drop? A, it looks like a scimitar. Can I spend the uh, movement to once again tell the uh, the villagers to aid me? Yeah. Um, you remember little Clendon? Um, yeah. And me. The little boy who was, or the traitor who was afraid to um, leave the hotel. He goes, oh, okay. he goes, Mr. Greg, I, you could do it. And here, let me point your bow a little closer to him because it didn't do so well last time. Maybe if you aim in this direction, you'll get him. And he aids you. I rolled a five plus 10, basically. That's a 15. Yeah, that still doesn't hit. Not good enough. I'm just gonna just gonna go crawl back into my hole and wait for my turn again. Just cry a little bit. It's okay, Mr. Greg. You'll get him next time. I swear to God. I hope. For your sake, I better. I go ahead and uh... the one that tried to attack me is still in front of me, right? Correct. Okay. Well, I look at him and I cast command and yell, flee. Why don't you tell me the DC? Uh, the DC is 15 and he takes a minus two. You're not gonna like this because with the negative, he still rolled a six. So <laughs> this is the first time you guys achieve something in combat, which is breaking your pattern. 
Congratulations, I every, everything I got. Hey, 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 it's us. We're the failures, Jack. Okay? It is fine. You just run up and one-shot everything. Decapitation! He, that hobgoblin, um, just looks at you, nods, and runs back into the burning landscape of Fandor. I give him a little wave. Uh, him leaving does provoke attacks of opportunity if anybody's nearby. I am not. You are. Cool. You still got your gaze on him. And he's wow. right, so that's a minus why two. Are you, why are you being that way about the gaze? You still have your look on him. Uh, that's a 15, I believe, for attack. With the minus two AC from running, you hit. Okay, cool. I do 13 damage. Oh, he's not a looking too hot. As he's running, he uh, <clears throat> you smack him in the back of the knee, and his run becomes a very, very fast limp. Jacques' turn. Uh, Jacques looks at the wolf. He takes a sidestep uh, in a, such a way at an angle that puts him five feet away from the wolf, or ten, you know, where he's not too close. The wolf isn't too close, but also to where he's in range of what's his face. Uh, we'll call him Biggie Biggie Smalls. Uh, the, the big old hobgoblin. And then I'm going to attack the wolf. Do I use power attack? Hmm. Hmm. Okay, I'm gonna use power attack. Okay. Ah, damn it. If it was 14, I'm gonna hit myself. I roll the 13. With the plus one? Uh, with the plus one, it's 14. Gavin, AC is 14. Oh, thank God. Rogug, you just saved the day. Oh. <laughs> I do 12 damage. Uh, this is the most dead wolf you have ever seen in your life. God damn it, Gavin. I was trying to combat maneuver bull rush him off the bridge, and you fucked it up. That's okay. you do it to a threat, Gogug. You can change this if you want to, but I imagine you swinging the glaive at his underbelly again, because you know it's all scratched up because of what you did last time, and the force of what you did picks him up and throws him off of the bridge into the River Meredith. And although you know he died from that hit, you take great joy in knowing that nobody will ever see this wolf's body again. Uh, after I do that, I kind of look towards uh, the leading hobgoblin and I say, I have no love for your kind. Shellian has no love for your kind. And I raise my glaive covered with his wolf's blood and I pointed at him, and light beams down on me as I prepare to go at him again. And that's my turn. It is the other hobgoblin's turn, and he doesn't know why his friend just ran away, but this hobgoblin ain't no bitch, so he's gonna take a swing at Cyrix with his longsword. And that is another 11, which is another miss. He also saw the damage Cyrix did, and backs off and starts making his way towards the bridge. Run away, little hobgoblin. I will, miss. Thank you for the advice. Okay, so how close am I to Big Man and Gavin? You'd have to go around the bridge to get next to him, but otherwise, from where you're standing, you're about 30 feet away from both of them. We'll call it 40 feet to get to them, though. So I will move to be on one of his sides from Gavin, and I will... He doesn't have attack of opportunity because he's recharging a bow, so I think I feel a crossbow, so I feel pretty good about that. And I will roll to attack. Does a 19 do it? Right on the nose. Man, let's see how this is a little bit new to me, so I gotta actually figure out how much damage I can do. <laughs> <laughs> Gorgon did it, boys! You can do a D8 plus your strength. D8 
D8, bitch. It's a D6. It's a short sword. I hit him for four. D10 strength? What are you talking about? Oh, I forgot the bonus. You're right. Good choice, Gavin. Uh, that'll actually be a total of seven. And Gavin, hope you're ready for some eight and other shenanigans. We're going to have them. <sighs> Finally, somebody lands a hit. Things are getting uh, fun now. This is perhaps my first challenge. <laughs> it is Caregree's turn. Pulls out his masterwork scimitar as a move action provoking. As he walks forward, I slice at him with my newfound anger and I roll a 23. Yeah, that hits. 14 to damage because I have smite. He's still standing. So he swings his sword down on the holy man. Hit. How much does he whop me for? Five damage. This is not ideal. Greg. Alrighty, spin that move action to uh, get someone to help me, please. And then it's, uh, you know, the first try, it's one for the money, two for the show. And then there's something if I get ready, but I just really want this to go. Ooh, that was very nice. Oh, oh. I, uh, so I roll a 19, and I get, uh, let's see, plus one to that. So that's a seven damage. He's starting to look like he's uh, about to fall, but he is still up. Just die, you goblin. It is Cyrix's turn. How close am I to the goblin? So he's moved... He was next to you, moved 30 feet, so you were 30 feet away, which means he's about 10 feet away from Greg. I charge at the big goblin dude, but I only roll a 12 on attack, so... It's actually a 15, though, because you charged and have that bonus. Okay, but that still ain't gonna hit. I'm sorry. Can yes? I tell you something, though? What? These, these hobgoblins are very sleepy, which has imposed an equivalent of the sickened condition. I did 15 damage. A whip slashes against his face and or every other part of his body. This that would mean it's Jacques' turn. Yeah, and I'm going to go ahead and uh, take a hit. Fucking hell. All right, well, I roll a 15. Wasn't enough. The first hobgoblin steps into Greg's range and swings his longsword. Fucking hell. A 21 hit. A 21 does hit. Six damage. That really freaking hurt. I'm level one. But, Greg, make a perception check. Uh, I rolled that and got a nat 20, so that's a 27. As his sword hits you in the chest, you hear a muffled scream as if somebody's trying to hold it back out of the forest. You look in that direction and you see three people you recognize. Oh, shit. Your children and your wife have made it to the other side of the bridge and have seemed to conceal themselves in the forest. For now, they're safe. And knowing that, we'll give you a... We'll let you um, increase the competence or the morale bonus that Grogoog Songs gives by plus one. Yee! Grogoog. I look over at Jack and I say to him, if only you were as good drinking as you were a fighting boy, we could almost be friends. I will take a five-foot step, so we are both flanking the Goblin King. I will then roll eight another to give Jack plus four AC. Roll it. Fuck. Natural 20, uh, which I don't need for that, but there you go, Jack. Your AC is now plus four, and we're flanking, so we're going to have fun. And I will then say, the rest is up to you, boy. Best of luck. (laughs) (laughs) 
I will use my uh, my move action to tell those peasant commoners to lend me a hand so I don't die out here because Lord knows the bridge is not going down without me around. And I'll add plus two to my own AC or whatever the bonus is. So it's the other hobgoblin that ran away's turn. He kind of shakes off the spell and runs back into the location where he was before. It's nice to see you again. Means it's the big bad guy's turn one more time. You step up to me? So you're 10 feet away, correct? Yeah. It takes a five foot step. God damn it. And that would, right, so it'd be right next to you. Ooh, this has to be a good roll because you got plus four AC now. I suppose. Nope, he misses. Nice. Greg. So that one fellow that decided to uh, run up and engage in melee, can I take a five foot step and then shoot him with my bow? Yeah. I'm going to take a five foot step back. I'm going to say, somebody get over here and help me. And I'm going to shoot my bow. Am I still getting the bar bonus or have you stopped that? He never will stop that. Can't stop, won't stop. So this is just plus one instead of plus three. I'm assuming that 19 hits that fellow. Yes, that hits. How does 12 damage treat him? Uh, he is murdered all the way to death. So Greg just kind of like gets stabbed in the back, hears his family, glances over, and then just kicks off from the hobgoblin, spins around and just like Hawkeye quick draws and shoots him right in the face. You see from across the way a gleam in your wife's eye. She's proud, but she's scared. You're gonna pale me like that goblin later tonight. You're gonna go to camp, boy. Keep it up. Greg's getting tonight. God, I love killing goblins. And then I believe that is my turn. I do get plus two to AC if anyone wants to trouble, uh, wants to tango with me. I also got three HP though. Someone please help me. Cyrix's turn. So the one uh, goblin that came, that ran away, came back. Yep, yeah, you were within charge range of him. Okay, I begin staring at him um, and start rushing towards him uh, and say, thought I told you to flee. So does a 15 hit with a plus three? It does. Okay, I do 10 damage. So as you swing your whip, it kind of does this thing where it attaches to one side of his neck and then just wraps around and begins to asphyxiate him and then you give a good hard yank and it severs his neck. I lean over the corpse and I whisper, die. And it shocks her. I uh, take a five foot step back and I purposefully like do a fake like swing with my glaive and I twirl doing a little twirl move and I slash right at his neck doing 19 damage. Uh, I rolled a 27. He is impaled by the glaive. My glaive got stuck on his, on his spine cord. He looks at you and he says, By the command of Skarnivorous and General Azarasi, this isn't over. I'll see you after they end you. I finish with, I follow through with my slice, finishing cutting his head off. And he dies. Grogoog gets back to fixing the bomb real quick. You all spend a couple minutes ushering everybody across. I imagine Greg reunites with his family. You all cross the bridge, the bomb is set, and in five rounds, it explodes. 
the wooden planks on the bridge holding up the lodestones, especially the one that holds up the keystone in the middle of the bridge, just snap instantaneously, and the bridge, without any resistance, falls into the Meredith River. You don't have any place to go other than the Fangwood, but you've survived. I turn to the crowd of people. You all helped us a great deal. I am not a man from this city, though I do share family in this region. The only way we can go is forward. And I mean that in every way, forward into the forest and forward into life. These are merely possessions. They will be bought again. The friends and family you lost, keep them in your memory. And as for everything else, well, the force can provide. Gorgug, friend, although you do not want me to be your friend, I hope you have a few words. I look out across this rabble of humanity. Weak, lost, without homes, utterly defeated. But I do not despair. The commander of this force was defeated by an aged orc well past his prime, a hillbilly with a bow, an effeminate paladin, and a whore. If we can defeat him, certainly you can defeat this legion. I have not felt this alive in years. I look forward to killing more. I wouldn't call you a friend yet, but perhaps I'll buy you a drink. <laughs> that is all I ever wanted. I suppose that Greg would take a moment and uh, step away from his family kind of observe the forest and be like, all right, everyone follow me. Let's get to safety in the woods. As Greg begins to walk in the forest, all those people that you saved from church and the smithy and the alchemist's lab and the inn begin to follow. You see Auburn standing next to Greg, Jet the innkeeper, all red, and Rhina from the temple kind of lead the way as the leaders that are left in this town outside of you all. And the people follow and they're scared, but they know they have a chance. And that's the end of the broadcast week. You all are level two. Fucking Hell fucking yeah. yeah. Finally fucking lay on hand shit. presence known. I have a bag on me with a few provisions. I uh, approach Gorgug. Hey. What now? I am like Greg in very few ways. But uh, one way is uh, I have a son. And he's somewhere on the other side of that Iron Fang army. And I have to go to him. In a workish, I say we all have our duties. And in common, I say do what you must. Return when you can. Let's Your go blade's go. handy. But, uh, Gorgug, I need, I need you to ask one thing of you. I know I act all floozy, but these people, they really need protection. And I know you, you don't have as much uh, heart in it 
but I, I can see that you're looking for a place. But I promise you with these humans and these other wayward races, for every ounce of love you put into them, they'll, they'll give you pounds back. Just watch them for me. Please. If they fail, they fail. But I assure you, I will do what I can to stop it from occurring. Ah, uh, thank you. One last thing, boy. I stand up and rummage around as I open my shirt you can see all the bandages across my chest from my horrible wounds I suffered before the campaign started. I hand him a small perhaps you call it a token of appreciation but it's a literal token. It's my old army badge. If the Imperial Army gives you any trouble, show them this. They should grant you passage. Now be off with you. I tire of the conversation. And I tire of you, Gorgug. And I uh, walk off only looking back at the camp once. Gorgug returns to camp. The camera pans out. A small fox is sitting on a tree stump and is watching Jacques leave. And it seems as if the fox lifts his paw, puts it to his forehead, and then salutes Jacques as he walks out. The camera pans towards the sky and then back down again. And on a throne of rock and steel sits a tall hobgoblin woman. A hobgoblin man approaches. General Orashi. We have good news from the field. Nermathos has slowly, but surely begun to fall. And the woman looks at him and goes, This is all in our plans. Soon, the hobgoblins will no longer be a force to be abused by man, and we will abuse them ourselves. This podcast uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Incorporated, which are used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. This podcast is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo Incorporated. For more information about Paizo's community use policy, please visit paizo.com forward slash community use. For more information about Paizo Incorporated and Paizo products, please visit paizo.com. Iron Fang Invasion is copyright 2017. Iron Fang Invasion and the Pathfinder Adventure Bath are trademarks of Paizo.